हरे कृष्णा टुडे वी आर सो फॉर्च्युनेट ऑपॉर्चुनिटी माताजी So we'll start with Mangalachar and prayers, and we'll go to the verse number four of chapter nine, canto five. Om Agnana Timirandasya Agnana Janashala Kaya Chakshurun Militam Ena Tasmai Sri Gurave Namaha Sri Chaitanya Manu Bhishtam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupa Kada Mahyam Dadati Swapadanti Kam. वंदेहम श्रीगुरो श्रीयुतपदकमलम श्रीगुरून वैष्णवाश्चम साग्रजात सहगन रघुनाथन्वीव साइत सवदूत पिजन सहित कृष्णचैतन्यीराधाकृष्णपादगणलिता श्री विशाखा हे कृष्णा करुणा सिंधो दीन बंधो जगत्पथे गोपेशा गोपिका कांता राधा कांता नमोस्तुते तप्त कांचन गौरांगी राधे वृंदावनेश्वरी वृषभानुसुते देवी प्रणमा हरी प्रिय वाचाकूभ्य कृपा सिंधुभ्य पतिताभ्यो वैष्णवेभ्यो नमो नम श्रीकृष्णचैतन्यभुनिनंदीयदाधर श्रीवासादी गौरभक्तवृंद हरे कृष्ण हरे कृष्ण 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे ओं नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय नारायण नमस्कृत नरम चरोतम देवी सरस्वती व्यास तथो जय मुदीर शृण्वता स्वकत कृष्ण पुण्यश्रवणकीर्तन हृदय तस्तो हि अब्धा विदुनोती सुहृत सता रीडिंग दिस इज द थर्ड लाइफ ऑफ भरत महाराज सो दिसंग about the three lives of parat maharaj so this is uh, like a prose so i'll try to read tasya pihava atmajasya vipraha putrasnehanubaddhamana asamavartanat samskaram etopadesham vidhadhana upani पिथुपुत्रेति 
translation in purport by Srila Prabhupada, Srila Prabhupada ki jai, tasya of him, apihava certainly, atmajasya of his son, vipraha, the brahmana, father of Jada Bharata, mad crazy Bharata, putrasneha anubaddhamanaha, who was obliged by affection for his son, asama avarthanat, until the end of the brahmacharya ashrama, samskharan, the purificatory process, yatha upadesham, as prescribed in the sastras, vidhadhanaha, performing, upanitasya, of one who has sacred dead, cha also, punah again, Saucha Achamanadin, practice of cleanliness, washing of the mouth, legs and hands, etc. Karma Niyaman, the regulative principles of fruitive activities. Anabhi Pretan Api, although not wanted by Jadabharata. Samasikshyat, taught. Anusistena, taught to follow the regulative principles. He, indeed, Bhavyam, should be. Pituhu, from the father, Putrena, the son, Iti, Tas. Translation. The Brahmana's father's mind was always filled with affection for his son, Jadabharata, Bharata Maharaj. Therefore, he was always attached to Jadabharata. Because Jadabharata was unfit to enter Gruhastashrama, he simply executed the purificatory process up to the end of the Brahmacharya Ashrama. Although Jadabharata was unwilling to accept his father's instructions, the Brahmana nonetheless instructed him in how to keep clean and how to wash, thinking that the son should be taught by the father. Purport Jadabharata was Bharat Maharaja in the body of a Brahmana, and he outwardly conducted himself as if he were dull, deaf, dumb, and blind. Actually, he was quite alert with him. He knew perfectly well of the results of fruitive activity and the results of devotional service. In the body of a Brahmana, Maharaj Bharata was completely absorbed in devotional service within. Therefore, it was not at all necessary for him to execute the regulative principles of fruitive activity. As confirmed in Srimad Bhagavatam, Svanishtitasya Dharmasya Asamdhibhir Samsiddhir Dharmasya Samsiddhir Haritoshanam. One has to satisfy Hari, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. That is the perfection of regulative principles of fruitive activity. Besides that, it is said in Srimad Bhagavatam, Dharmaha Swanushtitaha Pumsam Vishvakshena Katasuyaha Notpadayed Yadirathim Saramayevahi Kevalam. Duties, Dharma, executed by men, regardless of occupation, are only so much useless labor if they do not provoke attraction for the message of the Supreme Lord. These Karmakanda activities are required as long as one has not developed Krishna consciousness. If one is developed in Krishna consciousness, there is no need to execute the prior regulative principles of Karmakanda. Srila Madhavendra Puri said, O regulative principles of Karmakanda, please excuse me, I cannot follow all these regulative principles, for I am fully engaged in devotional service. He expressed the desire to sit somewhere beneath a tree and continue chanting the Hare Krishna Mahamantra. Consequently, 
he did not execute all the regulative principles similarly sri haridas thakura was born in a mohammedan family from the very beginning of his life he was never trained in the karmakanda system but because he was always chanting the holy name of the lord sri chaitanya mahaprabhu accept, accepted him as namacharya the authority in the chanting the holy name as chadabharata parasam maharaja was always engaged in devotional service within his mind since he had executed the regulative principles continuously for three lives he was not interested in continuing to execute them although this brahmana father wanted although his brahmana father wanted him to do so hari krishna so now parat maharaj who was a king in his previous life because he was associated and was thinking of um dear when leaving the body he was born as a deer in the next life and as a deer he was very well aware of his situation and he did not get himself attached to um the family that he was born into and then he left his body after that he was born as a brahmana so and even in this life parat maharaj is very cautious um he was not projecting himself outside as an intelligent person who knows everything um and what is his goal um he is mostly acting as a foolish lazy uh, who himself does not have any cleanliness or anything like that so his father is very concerned about him the brahmana's father mind was always filled with affection for his son jadabharata so this is very natural for any of us uh, in any kind of a varna or ashrama to be attached to be uh, to the children and especially um, in the brahmana family uh, brahmanas who are by birth brahmanas or by qualification brahmanas like as we see uh, many devotees who qualifies them who qualify themselves to be brahmana generally this is the nature of the parents or anybody um who knows something higher they want to teach they want to preach uh, to their family members or especially to children so devotees also when they when they start practicing devotional service uh, and uh, when they know uh, when they learn from regular lectures and hearing and uh, reading of shrimad bhagavatam bhagavad gita naturally uh, we get that eagerness and enthusiasm to preach to our uh, children so uh, that in the same way the brahmana uh, was trying to teach his ch- his um, his son jadabharata natural and another thing is like uh, whatever we learn um, initially we learn from our parents like mother and father mother and father teaches lot of things similarly um a brahmana father uh, teaches the ritual, uh, the religious regulative principles all those things to the son so similarly that we can see and he is doing his full completely with affection for his son and he's more worried about him also because if he looks if he see his other kids um they are uh, according to them he they are very natural because they are involved in the material activities uh they 
they are studying they are having a means to earn money and uh, they are practicing all the rules and regulations and uh, contradictory uh, contradictory to them is jadavarka um, who seems who looks as if he is unfit like a mad person uh, uh, to his father so he's m- more concerned about him like how a parent are more concerned about a kid who um, who don't follow the instructions or uh, if he has any kind of shortcomings the father or mother will be more worried about that kid than the kid who can manage themselves in the same way here pramana's father is concerned about him therefore he was always attached to jadavarta this is very quite natural even um, for all of us also to uh, focus on our kids and especially if the kid has any shortcomings according to us here actually the brahmana was thinking uh, uh, only that he has to teach his kid uh, the religious principles or the regulative principles to ca- carry on the karma kanda but jarabharata is uh, king bharata is at a higher level who has already done this in his previous lives many times and who know who was at a final stage in his bhakti where he got distracted and he uh, fall he fell down from that place and now he wants to make this life as his final life and go back to godhead so he is not interested naturally in the regulative principles uh, of the varna and ashrama because that is a gradual normal slow process for every living entity to elevate themselves who are not krishna conscious or who are not at a uh, pure bhakti level so but chadavarta is at a high level but father is not aware of that and father is always attached to him because jadavarta was unfit into unfit to enter the grahasasama he simply executed the purificatory process up to the end of brahmacharya ashrama so father has decided that chadavarta cannot enter into grahasasama because he is he is um, he doesn't behave sane according to him so he is teaching him all the um, a uh, purificatory process that are required for brahmacharya ashrama so any for any of us we uh, we go through four uh, social orders and four spiritual orders that is brahmachari grahastha uh, vanaprastha and sanyasa and brahmana kshatriya vaishya and sudra so he is teaching him the initial brahmacharya ashrama processes although jadavarta was unwilling to accept his father's instructions the brahmana nandlas instructed him in how to keep clean and how to wash thinking that the son should be son should son son should be taught by the father so as we see the father is instructing him all the things required for the um brahmacharya ashrama so prabhupada starts jadavarta was parata maharaja in the body of a brahmana and he outwardly conducted himself as if he were dull deaf dumb and blind so this is how jadavarta was conducting himself pretty very much aware that these sense organs when they start engaging with the sense objects material uh, for sense gratification material desires will start popping up and then he may get distracted by sense gratification and those uh, those activities of sense gratification will take him away from krishna and also remembering krishna so we uh, we um, so he's that's why he kind of acted as a dull uh, deaf as if he does, he's not listening to anything that is happening outside he's not actually um uh, like only controlling externally 
Sadabartha has an internal control. He literally has pulled his senses inside. So some of us actually act like this when we don't want to respond or when we don't want to react. But internally we may be thinking about those sense objects. Like we may be uh, uh, having plans internally, uh, engaging ourselves in sense gratification. As we all know, lust sits in three places, senses, mind and intelligence. So here it is not like that, like Jadabharata, even though externally he was not engaging himself in any of the material activities, internally he's having plans and he's thinking about them. He is purified internally also. Actually he got that self-control internally at the mind level. So that's why he's able to act outside, like he's um, projecting himself outside as a dull, deaf, dumb and blind. So if you see, Prabhupada writes the next line itself, actually he was quite alert within. So he's pretty much alert within. So many of us who, when we start practicing our Krishna conscious process, um, we we initially, there is a gradual progress uh, in us. Like things as uh, we hear in uh, many times in Bhagavad Gita and in many process, things won't happen overnight. So when we are also practicing uh, devotional service, and we practice our sadhana, as our sadhana gets very, very strong, we also notice that even though we are in the midst of uh, uh, people uh, who are in, uh, engrossed in sense gratification, we don't have that urge to engage in it. Or we don't feel like um, going and preaching to them also because we might have already tried and they are not at that level. So we don't interfere that much, but we don't ourselves get agitated. Like we are very calm from inside that we pretty much aware um, that all these things are uh, only uh, temporary pleasures and uh, these are not going to give us any kind of eternal happiness and we are pretty much uh, um, situated in our devotional service. But we are alert from inside, that's why we don't see agitated from outside. Like we don't uh, keep asking them like, oh you don't see, I'm a devotee, you should not act like this. You should not be you should not be engaging yourself in all these things. We we will be very calm from inside, very peaceful from inside, uh, very clear from inside. That we have that clarity from inside. That I know these people are all doing that, but I don't want to engage myself in that. So even though we are present there, we are not really present there. So this happens to us many times when we are obligated uh, to attend any kind of social events at work or um, uh, for keeping up uh, our relations with relatives or friends who are not still at Krishna conscious level or devotee level. So we are quite alert within, but uh, we don't, um, we look like dumb outside. He knew perfectly well of the results of the fruitive activity and the results of the devotional service. So the father is actually preaching him or he's teaching him all those things because that is the natural process. It is not like it is wrong or it is less um, or it is not required. So for living entities, not all the living entities are at the same level. So those of us who are at the beginning levels of our devotional service or those of us who are not even uh, at the level of going back to Krishna, if we follow the rules and regulations and regulative principles of the Varna and Ashrama that we are in, that is actually a minimum thing and a beginning process for all of us um, uh, so that we won't 
be engrossed by lust because to conquer the lust that is the first place that we regulate our sense gratification um if we don't regulate our sense gratification if we don't follow the rules and regulations of the varna and ashrama that we are living in we will go into a mode uh, where we enjoy for the sake of enjoyment and we lose meaning in the life like if we don't have any rules and regulations whatever we see we feel like eating whatever we see we feel like that is there for our enjoyment and i have to enjoy it so we slowly slowly start behaving like animals without any rules and regulations uh, without any time and place and circumstances as long as we have energy we have desire we engage ourselves in that sense gratification so to conquer the eternal enemy lust the first and foremost thing that we have to practice is uh, the rules and regulations of the varna and ashrama that we are into and as we progress in practicing that and as we start chanting and hearing um, and engaging ourselves in devotional service naturally uh, we progress to a stage where we don't need those rules and regulations to control our senses we have already lost the taste for material sense gratification because we have purified our senses see controlling the senses um, and regulating them uh, it is a necessary process to conquer the lust and to uh, engage the senses in the right way in the krishna consciousness process so giving the taste of the material uh, sense gratification little by little little by little and at the same times we are also engaging in uh, devotional service and krishna consciousness activities so it is also tasting uh, the spiritual happiness and uh, serving krishna so both tastes are given simultaneously and as we engage sincerely in our sadhana we progress to a level where we understand we start experiencing that higher taste and automatically naturally as krishna says in bhagavad gita apichet apichet duracharo and also in the second chapter krishna says that you focus on engaging yourself in devotional service regulate your activities and automatically you will leave all the you will leave all the lower taste so naturally we progress to a stage uh, where we lose the desire and interest in engaging ourselves in those material activities so that natural detachment natural distaste develops in us and natural taste for the higher things comes and we start engaging ourselves in that so for all this process we need patience and tolerance because sometimes the devotees when they start doing when they see some other devotees start progressing very quickly um when they are not progressing they get impatient and they think that they start either acting outwardly that they don't have any taste for all these things but internally they have taste for all those things and they get suffocated and then um, they start getting frustrated and irritated and they start acting um uh, outside and suffocate internally and uh, at one point of them they get tired of acting and they completely fall down to the uh, to their natural inclination of material enjoyment so we have to be very clear that we have to be sincere to ourselves and we should not be acting but we should always get inspired to become somebody like that and we have to ha- wait for that natural process to happen on us and in the meantime 
it, we should not go, we should not stop practicing the regulative principles. So the regulative principles are very much needed for us until we naturally develop to the spontaneous love stage, spontaneous devotional service stage to protect us like a guard for us not to fall down further down uh, to animal propensities. And in the meantime, when we are practicing our devotional service, following the regulative principles, we should constantly pack ourselves with the hearing and making sure that we are not following offenses, uh, we are not doing offenses, knowingly at least. When we do unknowingly, naturally when we are emotionally very strong, uh, emotionally driven, then we end up doing, and the natural, uh, the uh, the vasanas that we have um, acquired from so many lifetimes won't go away. What happens is that they will come now from material life to spiritual life. So earlier we are envious and jealous and uh, um, uh, having lusty desires and we have so many goals and passion for material things that now comes among devotional people. So we really have to be watching ourselves, alerting ourselves, uh, teaching ourselves uh, using our intelligence that these things are not helpful for me to progress and we should have faith in the instructions of the Acharyas, uh, devotees and Guru and Krishna and we to have that faith, to strengthen that faith, we have to be constantly hearing and reading and chanting. So the transformation in us does not happen when we when we only um, think about it. It happens when we strengthen from inside by practicing our sadhana, then we get that strength from inside to practice something we have heard. Many devotees often um, send texts to me or uh, after my class, uh, uh, they confide in me that I feel like as if I am having two lives. I want to do the spiritual things, but when I am among devotees, when I am hearing a session, when I am chanting, I feel very motivated. But that motivation does not carry on um, throughout the day. As soon as I engage with the materially oriented people, uh, like some of us may not have a family who is completely devoted, and uh, um, when we go to work or when we have friends from our childhood who are materially oriented, I feel like I have to achieve that. I have to have that enjoyment or that happiness that they are engaging. So I feel like I have that struggle, that internal struggle which pulls me this side, that side. So I, I kind of feel, I kind of answer, um, help those devotees saying that it is good. It is starting point that you are at least seeing that you are getting pulled between those, uh, those two things. So if possible, we have to avoid the association um, uh, of the material people, but sometimes we have obligations. So we still have to keep up those obligations and keep it to a minimum level and forcibly attach us towards the spiritual association so that we constantly hear about it again and again, again and again. And apart from that, we have to strengthen our sadhana. We have to increase. Our, uh, we have to increase the quality of our chanting. If we are already chanting 16 rounds, and we have to increase our hearing, we have to increase our reading. We have to increase our ourselves engaging in devotional services, which challenges us, which makes us humble, which makes us realize that this uh, realize uh, the importance of human form of life. When we do like that we will automatically get detached from the free to activities and we will attach ourselves to devotional service. So Bharat Maharaj has already done all those things in his previous lives and with Krishna's mercy, 
he remembers all those things also as krishna promises that devotional service is not something that uh, it will it will, you will lose it when you uh, experience it unlike the fruitive activities and the sinful activities fruitive activities or sinful activities when you enjoy the fruitive activities account goes down and when you suffer the sinful activities uh, goes down but bhakti is not like that bhakti gives bhakti so when we have uh, so that's why bharat maharaj is pretty much aware of the difference of the fruitive activities and devotional service and he knows that his father is engaging him in that and that's why he doesn't wanted to do that in the body of a brahmana Maharaj Bharat was completely absorbed in devotional service within. So that's why when we see senior, Prabhupada always says that when we see pure devotees, they look like as if they are doing the normal things, the normal material activities. But actually from within, they are completely devoted to Krishna. So sometimes many of us do opposite way. Externally we pose ourselves as devotees, but internally we are engaged in sense gratification but bharat maharaj was externally posing himself as a mad uh, dumb and deaf person but internally was a great devotee and this we see in pure devotees also pure devotees we look as if like they are like grahasthas like us they are engaging in uh, um, uh, earning and doing all things raising kids and all but they are pretty much internally aware that these all things i'm doing as a service to lord and i'm obligated to do, do these things and i will do them as my duty as a responsibility as an obligation but i won't attach myself to these things and i won't think that i am the doer of these things with krishna's mercy i'm able to do i'm able to take care i'm 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 only a representative of krishna and i'm being put in a position so i will perform it as a service as an obligatory process so Bharat Maharaj's position is like that. Therefore, it was not at all necessary for him to execute the regulative principles of fruitive activity because we do the regulative activities, regulative principles to purify ourselves and to get that conviction internally. Like we, all those external rules and regulations are required for us so that by performing those over a period of time, we start knowing the meaning behind them and we understand the purpose behind them and we practice the purpose of them but if we see most of the people they don't go to they don't um, uh, go deeper into the purpose of those regulative principles and they get get stuck at the regulative principles and they become sentimental so you we see this section of the people also like they become sentimental they be, they become fanatic they only uh, consider to the they only fix themselves to that regulative principle like okay you have to wake up you have to take bath only to chant i often see this in in a in a uh, in a family of elderly people uh, who who are religious but not spiritual they are ritualist but they are not spiritual so they may be having high sugar and high um, diabetic patients and they are very fanatic like you know i am going to fast nirjala uh, uh, like that and their body is not supporting they they do like that and next 3 4 days they fell sick but they are like no if i do that only if i have a nirjala fasting only then only I, i it's like a fasting they know they don't know the purpose of the fasting that you cook you eat less you uh, you understand that you you live not to eat but you eat to live 
and then you uh, spend less time in cooking and all those things and you eat, uh, you perform uh, devotional activities like chanting, hearing and all those things. But their whole day goes in practicing that fasting. They are frustrated, their sugar is going down. They don't think of Krishna at all. They only saw their frustration and irritation whole day. So that is not the purpose of the fasting. The purpose of the fasting is eat as much as required for you to keep your body alert and have energy to engage yourself in chanting and reading and um, uh, more, you could do more that day. Like if let's say your health is not permitting you to uh, fast um, until evening and eat non-grains, prasadam, ananekadasi, you eat it in the morning itself and keep yourself alert and that day make sure that you are not engaging in any kind of material sense gratification. I won't be reading news today or I won't be watching any of the series that I watch. I won't be engaging myself in any kind of a prajalpa, going and gossiping around or doing any kind of a shopping or anything. The, the thing that today, whatever the activity I do, I do Krishna conscious activities. I read Apart from the obligatory activities like job, cooking for taking care of the kids and all, rest of all, rest all of my time, I'm going to engage in the spiritual activities. So that is the real, that, that means that person knows the purpose behind the relative principles. And here Bharat Maharaj already knows the purpose behind because he got that internal transformation. He is focusing on Krishna. As confirmed in Srimad Bhagavatam, Swanish Svanustisasya dharmasya samsiddhir haritoshanam. One has to satisfy Hari, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. That is the perfection of regulative principles of fruitive activity. So we see that Arjuna also has failed at this. Arjuna, when he says that I don't want to fight, he is thinking for his own benefit, his own sense gratification. I will be going to hell. I will be destroying the uh, uh, family tradition. I will be cause of the unwanted population. Um, the generation, generations will be destroyed. So there is so much I there. So one, the whole purpose of a Kshatriya fighting is to satisfy Hari, Vishnu. So when Hari himself is saying, fight, then we just have to do it without a second thought. Because that is what satisfies him. Whatever satisfies the Lord is what the whole purpose of practicing the regulative principles in Varna and Ashrama. What is what satisfies Lord? Bharat Maharaj is already doing that. So that is the perfection of the regulative principles of fruitive activities. Besides that, it is stated in Srimad Bhagavatam, Dharma Svanutistha Pumsan Viswakshena Kathasu Yaha Notpadayed Yadi Rathim Duties executed by men, regardless of occupation, are only so much useless labor if they do not provoke attraction for the message of the Supreme Lord, period. All these duties, responsibilities, rules and regulations, regulative principles are all required for us to develop that attraction for the Supreme Personality of Godhead. If they are not developing that, then all these things are just a fruitless useless labor. That is what Bhagavatam says. So these karmakanda activities are required as long as one has not developed Krishna consciousness. If one is developed in Krishna consciousness, there is no need to execute the prior regulative principles of karmakanda. 
so all these rules and regulations principles and all are required for us to develop love for krishna when we develop that these are not required but still we see some acharya senior devotees they all follow all those things because they want to set an example for the generations coming next to follow even krishna himself when he comes into the human form of a life he follows the rules and regulations uh, the principles of that so that he sets an example to the people how to follow he doesn't want people to quote krishna and say that krishna because not everybody will be able to understand that they have already attained the purpose of the rules and regulations um so they don't need to perform that so we should not as as we progress in our devotional service also even if we are at that stage where we don't need we we have understood the purpose of it and we are thinking of krishna 24 by 7 we could not stop thinking of krishna even when we are in restrooms or when we are doing any kind of an unclean job still we should not come out and confuse neophytes or less intelligent people that oh i will even chant in the bathroom so you can even chant like that we should not confuse them like that we still have to tell them rules and regulations because the external cleaning and internal cleaning is required when they are in a neophyte stage to cleanse the impurities so that's why we see some acharya still following but at we also see some devotees at that pure level who does not follow also to understand the to understand that they have attained the purpose of the rules and regulations so the next two examples which prabhupada quotes are like that madhavendra puri says said that Oh, oh, regulative principles of karma kanda. Please excuse me. I cannot follow all these regulative principles, for I am fully engaged in devotional service. He does not even have time to not think of Krishna when performing these regulative principles. So he says that, please excuse me. I have come to a stage where I can't stop thinking of Krishna. He expressed the desire to sit somewhere beneath a tree and continue chanting the Hari Krishna mantra. So until we go, until we develop. gradually to this stage where we cannot stop thinking of krishna cannot stop chanting in any situation we are we have to follow the regulative principles and if we follow the regulative principles and our uh, prescribe the sadhana regularly we grow to this stage naturally so we should not take excuse that i am at the level of madhavendra puri i am at the level of aridas takura so i think so i'll stop practicing all those things if we are in a responsible position like we are preaching uh, we are uh, as a temple president or uh, we are as a bhakti vriksha leader then we have to be even more careful in following all those things because how, how much people get inspired by our classes we don't know that because when we are speaking a class uh, not everybody we can get the attention of the people for the whole time that we are speaking um and some people i see in my classes they will ask me a question and then i uh, i explain and uh, um, uh, sorry uh, when in my seva i w- i don't even feel like using the word classes but we got used to that word um when we are uh, doing the speaking seva uh, some devotees will ask me uh, some questions and when i answer they upfront tell at my face that you know no i'm not convinced to practice this i said that prabhu uh, i could do only what i with my own realization and reflection but i will have get help of uh, some seniors for you so not everybody gets convinced uh, but they get convinced when they see you practicing it Uh, when you are at a responsible position as a bhakti uksha leader or a temple president as a father especially so your kids may not be uh, uh, 
following your instructions all the time they get like you are kind of pestering them doing a micromanagement on them saying that do this don't do this but what they see is that how you are behaving how you are practicing uh, how you are handling the situations as a devotee how you are uh, with other people as a devotee so that has a bigger impact on them so when we are in those kind of res- uh, uh, responsible positions we have to make sure that we follow uh and we should not take an excuse saying that i am at the level of a bhava prema so i don't need to do that those things come naturally and they behave naturally in a different way and that can be identified very easily from the very beginning of his life he was never trained in karma kanda system so he probably is talking here about haridas thakura similarly haridas thakura was born in a mohammedan family from the very beginning of his life he was never trained in the karma kanda system but because he was always chanting the holy name of the lord sri chaitanya mahaprabhu accepted him as namacharya the authority in chanting the holy name as jada bharata bharat maharaj was always engaged in devotional service within his mind so he has krishna externally internally everywhere like how haridas thakura even though he was not born in a brahmin family who was not following any regulative principles but he became a devotee of lord chaitanya mahaprabhu he was chanting continuously 24 by 7 even at the stage of leaving his body where he was not having energy he was lying on the floor and chanting so he he that's why he is called namacharya authority in chanting the holy name of the lord so madhavendra puri namacharya they are all few devotees they have come to a stage where they have understood the purpose of the regulative principles where they have spontaneous love devotional service so they don't follow so as jada bharata bharat maharaj was always engaged in devotional service within his mind since he has executed the regulative principles continuously for three lives he was not interested in continuing to execute them although his brahmana father wanted him to do so so bharat maharaj has grown to this stage where uh, the beginning is the following the regulative principles he purified himself he gradually grow to a stage where he has a spontaneous love for krishna um and he come to a bhava stage and then after that he fell down so that's why in this life he is pretty sure that he want to not engage himself in any more of the fruitive activities and take the go into this cycle of birth and death and he wants to go to the spiritual uh, world so we can take next verse it doesn't have any purport so i'll just read the verse and translation because we have a few more t- uh, minutes time sacha pitatuha pitru sannidhau eva eva sadruchinam ivasma karoti ग्रहायामास translation in purport by shila prabhupad shila prabhupad ki jai saha hi jadabharata cha also api indeed tattu yu tatyuha that which was instructed by his father pitru sannidhau in the presence of his father eva even asadrichi nam eva not correct as if he could not understand anything smakaroti used to perform 
ಚಂದಾಂಸಿ ಅಧ್ಯಾಪಯಿಷ್ಯನ್ ಡಿಸೈರಿಂಗ್ ಟು ಟೀಚ್ ಹಿಮ್ ವೇದಿಕ್ ಮಂತ್ರಾಸ್ ಜೂರಿಂಗ್ ದ ಮಂತ್ಸ್ ಬಿಗಿನಿಂಗ್ ವಿತ್ ರಾವಣ ಆರ್ ಜೂರಿಂಗ್ ದ ಪೀರಿಯಡ್ ಆಫ್ ಚಾತುರ್ಮಾಸ್ಯ ಸಹ ಅಲಾಂಗ್ ವಿತ್ ವ್ಯಾಹೃತಿ ಬಿಹಿ ದ ಅಟರೆನ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ದ ನೇಮ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ಎವೆನ್ಲಿ ಪ್ಲಾನೆಟ್ಸ್ ಭೂ ಭುವ ಸ್ವ ಸ ಪ್ರಣವ ಸಿರಹ ಹೆಡೆಡ್ ಬೈ ಓಂಕಾರ ತ್ರಿಪಾದಿಂ ತ್ರೀ ಫೂಟೆಡ್ ಸಾವಿತ್ರೀಂ ದ ಗಾಯತ್ರಿ ಮಂತ್ರ ಗರಿಷ್ಮ ವಾಸಂತಿ ಕೀಂ ಫಾರ್ ಫೋರ್ ಮಂತ್ಸ್ ಬಿಗಿನಿಂಗ್ ವಿತ್ ಚೈತ್ರ ಆನ್ ದ ಫಿಫ್ಟೀನ್ತ್ ಆಫ್ ಮೇ ಮಾಸಾನ್ ದ ಮಂತ್ಸ್ ಅಧಿಯಾನಾಮಿ ಆಲ್ದೋ ಫುಲ್ಲಿ ಸ್ಟಡೀಂಗ್ ಅಸಮವೇತ ರೂಪಂ ಇನ್ ಅನ್ ಇನ್ಕಂಪ್ಲೀಟ್ ಫಾರ್ಮ್ ಗ್ರಾಹಯಾಂ ಆಸಾ ಹಿ ಮೇಡ್ ಹಿಮ್ ಲರ್ನ್ ಜಡಬರ್ತ ಬಿಹೇವ್ಡ್ ಬಿಹೇವ್ ಬಿಫೋರ್ ಹಿಸ್ ಫಾದರ್ ಲೈಕ್ ಎ ಫೂಲ್ ಡಿಸ್ಪೈಟ್ ಹಿಸ್ ಫಾದರ್ಸ್ ಅಡ್ವೊಕೇಟ್ಲಿ ಇನ್ಸ್ಟ್ರಕ್ಟಿಂಗ್ ಹಿಮ್ ಇನ್ ವೇದಿಕ್ ನಾಲೆಜ್ ಹಿ ಬಿಹೇವ್ಡ್ ಇನ್ ದಟ್ ವೇ ಸೋ ದಟ್ ಹಿಸ್ ಫಾದರ್ ವುಡ್ ನೋ ದಟ್ ಹಿ ವಾಸ್ ಅನ್ಫಿಟ್ ಫಾರ್ ಇನ್ಸ್ಟ್ರಕ್ಷನ್ ಅಂಡ್ ವುಡ್ ಅಬ್ಯಾಂಡನ್ ದ ಅಟೆಂಪ್ ಟು ಇನ್ಸ್ಟ್ರಕ್ಟ್ ಹಿಮ್ ಫರ್ದರ್ ಹಿ ವುಡ್ ಬಿಹೇವ್ ಇನ್ ಎ ಕಂಪ್ಲೀಟ್ಲಿ ಅಪೋಸಿಟ್ ವೇ ಆಲ್ದೋ ಇನ್ಸ್ಟ್ರಕ್ಟೆಡ್ ಟು ವಾಸ್ ಹಿಸ್ ಹ್ಯಾಂಡ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ಟರ್ ಇವ್ಯಾಕ್ಯುಯೇಟಿಂಗ್ ಹಿ ವುಡ್ ವಾಷ್ ದಮ್ ಬಿಫೋರ್ ನಾನ್ಲೆಸ್ ಹಿಸ್ ಫಾದರ್ ವಾಂಟೆಡ್ ಟು ಗಿವ್ ಹಿಮ್ ವೇದಿಕ್ ಇನ್ಸ್ಟ್ರಕ್ಷನ್ಸ್ ಜೂರಿಂಗ್ ದ ಸ್ಪ್ರಿಂಗ್ ಅಂಡ್ ಸಮ್ಮರ್ he tried to teach him the gayatri mantra along with omkara and vyahruti but after 4 months his father still was not successful in instructing him so jadabharata continues with his act as a fool and he doesn't want his father to teach him the regulative principles of performing the fruitive activities so he constantly acts in front of him as a fool thinking that the father will get tired and stop teaching and this uh, and uh, um, but still the father who is convinced in following the regulative principles did not stop uh, because he cannot understand the level of uh, bharat maharaj his intention is that okay at least i will teach these things and he will gradually grow in his life and as a brahmana it is considered like uh, even in uh, uh, in the families who are born uh, brahmanic so they at, at least they are taught to practice cleanliness and they are taught to practice gayatri mantra um and they do they have that upanayana samskara uh, two almost three varnas have upanayana samskara and uh, it is uh, taught that it, because nowadays uh, even the people who are born in the family fam, uh, families they are not getting themselves qualified to be brahmanas so to keep them on that path um they they uh, the uh, the elderly people in the family do the upanayan samskara at the early age uh, like 8 9 like because that is the age when if we want to teach something to the kids if we can teach when they are young um that is the age that we can teach if we can't teach something at an young age um and uh, when they grow big then they uh, then they should be uh, they uh, Uh, there should be a mercy of devotees or krishna or guru that they get change it's very difficult um to get change or to teach at that age at least even though they are doing willingly or unwillingly or uh, 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 not knowing the purpose or meaning uh, when we engage them directly or indirectly in devotional service at an engage um, they get to experience that they get to have an impression of doing that in their minds and uh, sometimes they may have uh, a taste of it also which they may not be able to realize when they are growing but when they uh, become adults when they have their own lives when they have their own families for sure uh, they they get those memories back but in this teaching process uh, we should not be dictating them we should not be giving them the vibes of 
uh, wives that uh, these things are very difficult, these things are, um, should not give bitter experience to them. Like uh, we have to know their uh, nature and engage them. Uh, even uh, I, I often see that in devotees' families, uh, in practicing devotees in Krishna consciousness, peer pressure comes. And if uh, uh, if our fellow devotees' kids are chanting 16, getting initiated and all those things at the age of 12 or 16, uh, we start putting the pressure on uh, our kids that you are nowhere, you are like this, you are like that. And they start hating that process. They start hating Krishna consciousness. So we should understand that every one of us are differently uh, uh, enabled, are different. With, we, we come with our uh, different uh, uh, sins and uh, punya karmas and our bhakti levels. So we need to create an environment to encourage. Uh, we need to create an atmosphere to encourage, but not to put peer pressure and make them hate and give up the process. Uh, so they have been taught this from the childhood and they practice. So Jadavarata's father is also behaving in the same way. So he's instructing him. Uh, but Jadavarata being uh, a, de a devotee internally, he doesn't want him to teach that. So he's behaving in a way uh, so that the father will stop. Um, he will do completely opposite whatever he says. And cleanliness is very important for the devotees also. Uh, because most of the time we think uh, chanting, um, all these things are important. But if we have deities, if we are serving Krishna, if we are cooking for Krishna, uh, cleanliness is very, 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 very important. In Vaishnava etiquettes, if you all see, um, wearing clean clothes, cleaning ourselves, uh, regularly before entering the kitchen and cooking, tying our hair, or when we go to deity worship, clean, keeping ourselves clean, body-wise, mind-wise, is very, very important. Uh, <coughs> it is not that, uh, oh, I know the purpose behind that, I'm thinking of Krishna all that time, so I'll be unclean and go. But still, like as we see, uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who is Krishna himself, when he took a sannyasa ashrama, he followed the rules and regulations. For him, it is not needed at all. So, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, as a sannyasi devotee, if we read the Antya Lila of Chaitanya Jatamrutam, he, uh, he follows the rules uh, of the body he is in uh, and the ashrama he is in and he never uh, goes closer to the woman and he himself says that a sannyasi should not be eating much. So, we see him. So, similarly, we all have to follow the cleanliness so nonetheless, his father wanted him to give, give him Vedic instructions during the spring and summer. He tried to teach him Gayatri Mantra along with Omkara and Vyahruti. But after four months, his father still was not successful in instructing him. So father tried for four months in the auspicious time of Chaturmasya, thinking that uh, practicing the regulative principles in that month uh, uh, gives uh, multiple benefits. Uh, but still, Chadabharata was not at all convinced to practice all of those things, but father was performing his duty. So I have covered uh, four and five, Mataji. Um, so tomorrow it is verse six. Uh, I will stop here. Um, if devotees wants to add anything or uh, share anything or correct me in anything or comment, uh, please go ahead. Hare Krishna Mataji, then not for now, one group is to go, but it's such a nice class and practical application uh, through your realization, uh, through the uh, how to bring up a child and the consciousness. I have a question regarding that. Uh, 
so if uh, a child uh, is getting from one side krishna uh, uh, conscious culture and the uh, inputs uh, okay not in a pressure in a pressure situation in a in a playful situ- way or in a uh, conducive way but at the same time uh, from some other quarter which he uh, he is getting uh, materialistic uh, uh, inputs and materialistic uh, 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 instructions and uh, sometimes those uh, the instructs those instructions are also uh, contrary to uh, directly co- contrary to krishna uh, conscious uh, uh, thoughts and uh, uh, processes so uh, and uh, to the extent that sometimes you may be told okay don't do that why are you doing that and that kind of situation how to deal how, how to uh, uh, so the child ultimately comes out krishna conscious or at least we can try what what could be your suggestion so uh like the person who is teaching krishna consciousness or so it is like a contradictory situations we see often like sometimes in families uh, father is krishna conscious and mother is not or mother is and father is not or like you have a extended family we often see these kind of situations and generally kids they don't uh, they uh, they they take up the process which they love most and from whom it comes more like uh, like uh, so i feel like the persons who are preaching krishna consciousness have to be extra patient extra tolerant and extra intelligent also like we should find ways uh, to make the kids see through the things uh, like even for us if even though if the parents are krishna both the parents are krishna consciousness the kids go out to the external world so they go to the colleges they go to the school and uh, they see the situations outside and they think that their friends are enjoying they are not having this kind of restrictions that you should not be eating this this and then they they get struck they get very confused um, like what should i follow i find that that is very easy and this is not easy so at those kind of times uh, we have to explain to them more uh, things that from bhagavad gita as it is is something which is very uh, tasty in the beginning may not be at the end uh, like that and uh, telling interesting stories related to it and more patiently more tolerantly more welcomingly we have to say that it's okay i think you are getting instructions from there like that and you feel like doing that um if you cannot control yourself and if you feel like doing go ahead and do that uh, but come back, come back and share me your experience uh, what is like that and then next, when he shares his experience like you know it was so much fun there i don't need to worry about it this anything i have done like this like next time we should be able to give him an equal fun like that like most of the times we only tell kids kids in the krishna conscious thing that do's and uh, like do nots like you know you should not do this you do do this you have to do this we should also take them to that kirtan melas or like that where they just have they just enjoy and uh, we should take them to the temples where uh, they can eat whatever they want usually kids attractions will be with food with watching and all those things and the person who is preaching krishna conscious Uh, to the kid they should engage themselves in fun activities with kids so they should actually seek our association naturally like you know uh, uh, oh i i just love to come and uh, listen to you or i just come to talk to you and then naturally they start developing love for you and that love is what makes them to follow what you are saying see i 
um, the reason I say this is like I personally experienced like I have different age of session. I have a session for kids in that class. All the kids are three, four years old. And they hardly understand even what I speak, like the English I speak. So I teach them a shloka and then I tell a story to them. So when I tell a story to them, uh, the meaning of the story will be at the end. But I just engage them saying, like when I show a screen, how many deers are here? How many monkeys are there? What this person is doing? And then I ask them a question, like what do you think he will act next? Every kid will say something interesting things like, you know, my mom uh, doesn't want me to eat chocolate, but I want to eat chocolate. Like that, I let them talk and express themselves that what is there. And then later, at the end, I will try to put the things, uh, the Krishna conscious things, not so look like a Krishna conscious, but a moral things. And I advertise to them the concept that by doing this, you will be super happy. This is something gives you pleasure. You will be unique. Nobody else is doing this. And then I get the feedback from parents saying that uh, we were talking about greed. And a four-year-old doesn't understand the greed. But I, I tell an example like a chocolate saying that, you know, if somebody gives you one chocolate, there are still more chocolate, but you are fond of chocolate, so you should not go and grab, then you are like a greedy. So then the mother comes and gave a feedback to me saying that, Mother, I don't know what you told. Uh, when I was asking for something more, my daughter told me, Mom, you're, you're greedy, like what Mataji said. Then that really like kind of uh, struck me that she's actually listening and following. So we should find ways like that, knowing the nature of the kid. So some kids uh, talking helps. Some kids engaging in them in kirtan uh, helps. Uh, so we should not focus on the other things that they are doing, material things. Um, if we focus too much on that, we also get frustrated. Like I've been telling so much, but they are still going and engaging. I focus mostly on the do's, like whatever they are doing, that is okay materially, but I make sure I am making them do something spiritually so that this counter, counters that and they learn to do both simultaneously and naturally when they develop, they will switch to it to, uh, towards spiritual uh, by themselves. I don't know if I address it, but I tried Prabhuji. ஜிஸ்ட்ரிபாஜிஸ்ட்ரிபாஜிஸ்ட்ரிபாஜிஸ்ட்ரிபாஜிஸ்ட்ரிபாஜிஸ்ட்ரிபாஜிஸ்ட
how to raise the children and how to live the devotional life. We are so proud about you and your continuous devotional service to all the devotees who are listening to you every time. Hare Krishna Mantari. Thank you so much, Prabhu Krishna. Smashi, Guru Smashi. Yes, Mataji. Such a wonderful class. So nicely you explain and very simply you explain about the, how should we, we sincerely do our sadhana and bhakti uh, in our regular life. Thank you so much for your wonderful, wonderful class. Hare Krishna. Thank you, Mataji, for the opportunity. Hare Krishna. Mataji, I have one question. Uh, it may not be the topic of today's discussion. Can I ask Mataji? Yes, Prabhuji. If yeah, if you have time. Yes. So, uh, how one can ex- uh, experience the spiritual love of the the Lord Bhagwan's love in our life? Like we can experience. We have exchanges in the material love or the relations. But how we can experience the spiritual love from Sri Krishna, so that he can you know engage and one can go deeper in devotional service. Uh, we will experience only like I'll say when we will experience and how. Uh, like we, I, I like. I've been practicing from last twenty. I mean, the reason I'm saying this is not to uh, project something, but I may not be at that level also. But I'll tell from my experience, there may be uh, devotees more senior and more um, uh, uh, great and then they are experiencing every day but some days sometimes uh, like when I uh, when I uh, listen to lecture or when I chant or uh, I without my knowledge without my knowing uh, without not doing intentionally I start crying like you, you experience you ex- uh, like uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu says in Antya Leela uh, those bhavas, those ecstasies, you feel uh, like how Arjuna was feeling trembling of hands, Gandiva falling down, uh, and he, he my my nose, my mouth is drying up. I cannot think. So those all feelings we also experience, uh, but in a devotional way. That that those are the symptoms. I should say that when you feel like that, that means you are experiencing like. I went once to Boston Temple, and then I I I, uh, I was not such a I'm practicing, but the only thing I uh, stick to on in my life is being sincere. So I will be sincere. I go and speak in front of Krishna all my shortcomings, uh, all the things, everything. Uh, and then once I went, and Girira Swami is doing the kirtan, um, without my knowledge, the tears were flowing down from my eyes, and I. I feel like going and uh, uh, if you see the Boston Temple, that Boston Temple does not have huge deities. They are very um, small deities. So uh, deities, and then without even knowing, I I didn't realize I was crying, and then I was engrossed in chanting so much so that 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 was not there for a longer time. That was there for a, a few minutes, but at that point of time, I felt that I. I can. I, I just want Krishna. I don't want anything else. By then, I already have three kids and all those things. But you, you feel that urge and that separation from the Lord, and uh, you, your body expresses uh, your body. You see those symptoms, 
that was that never ever uh, uh, later i had couple of instances uh, but then it was not like uh, everyday happening to me but uh, and then i don't even try to imitate that or do that again because that has to come naturally and it comes naturally and whenever it comes naturally i feel like okay i'm a, uh, uh, i just want that so i i my sincerity my quality uh, increases even more um, i i be more honest with myself and i'm being more honest with krishna that uh, mm-hmm. i may be you may be seeing something outside to me uh, by my words and also i i be more sincere and i practice my sadhana i take my sadhana even more seriously um and then those are the symptoms that you that you feel prabhu like uh, you feel like dancing like a mad person like as if you are not aware of your body uh, you cry uh, uh, you feel jubilation uh, you laugh and when you hear about krishna Uh, like how uh, the people who watch movies uh, when their favorite actor is uh, singing uh, i hear that uh, i used to hear from my uncles that they throw uh, money and they jump and they scream and they screech like that you feel like doing when you are hearing some from a lecture somebody explaining about krishna oh krishna you feel as if i know krishna he's so merciful wow he did this like you feel like doing all those things unknowingly so those are all experiences emotion eight kind of emotions in anteleela where chaitanya mahaprabhu prabhupad writes so clearly all of those the, those experiences you also experience uh, that means actually that is a reciprocation from krishna that is an outwardly reciprocation uh, that was not coming from a material reciprocation uh, so I, as i said before itself i may not be qualified person to speak but those are the symptoms i personally experience in my life and then when i came back home my prabhu was like why are you crying so much as i did not had any material problems at that point of time when i had material problems i didn't cry at all but this one uh, i i cried then he was asking i don't know I, I, at that minute Uh, uh that feeling was like that and th- that experience you get sometimes in the presence of pure devotees when they speak when they sing um it is not like something in us their purity kind of uh, uh, in, uh what they infect us and then we feel so that's why we have to be we make sure that we don't practice devotional service alone we have to practice it in the association of devotees and then listen from different devotees sometimes we we don't listen to uh, some people like uh, like we only listen to some most importantly we have to listen to prabhupada every day guru every day and then we should have a routine of reading and hearing and then slowly slowly we grow to a stage where we they may be telling the putana story they may be telling the krishna story we might have heard 100 times before. but that one time you feel like like you see the hero of krishna in your life you feel the presence of krishna you can understand like last night only we do a regular reading of reading of um, uh, i think 9.11 purport we are reading i think uh, in our regular bhagavad gita reading even though i read it many times i spoke on it but when the when the other devotee was reading i feel like you know as if oh this krishna is my krishna and they are glorifying that krishna and they, the world should know about him and you feel that you get those experiences internally prabhu and 
for sure when we are sincere in our sadhana every one of us have our own experiences the experiences the other devotees feeling may not be that because we all have a unique relationship with krishna and krishna reciprocates uniquely specially personally with all of us and you will be experiencing that and you can notice that you are doing uh, you may also have experience in your life those experiences are not the prolonged experiences because we are still like how narad muni experienced only for a fraction of second krishna's presence and he went in yes. search of that similar experiences we right. also will have and we have to catch hold of that and uh, we have to practice so that we can go uh, into a continuous experience of that prabhu we was such a wonderful wonderful realization mataji that gives the strong faith for one to you know uh, progress on the devotional service that's so nice <clears throat> and uh, it is said in shastra like go ahead bro yeah i was just i was just replying uh, thank mata ji for sharing her bhavakti astavika that was so nice thank you mata ji like i was saying the point one has tested the spiritual taste like the bliss and happiness he will not be fall for the lower taste like material taste so that's wonderful example mataji one has re- relished or experienced the spiritual bliss he will never fall for the other things yes that's so nice yes. yeah so nice to hear and i like the point you know in order to regulate one has to daily read listen and chant yes that will help one to progress that is the only secret prabhu actually prabhupad has made it wonderfully like chanting hearing prasadam association we we can guarantee that we will grow spiritually yes thank you so much sharing mataji uh, your personal realization and such nice experience on bliss in a spiritual experience of spiritual law कृपा